Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include recent mortgage performance, changing expectations for the Fed funds path, and MBS sales from the FDIC. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Candor. Candor's patented automated underwriting decision engine, Cognitech, is a state-of-the-art 100% machine platform that can handle infinite loan scenarios. The portability allows clients to plug in the technology wherever an underwrite happens during the loan lifecycle, from point of sale to servicing. Clients can instantly scale to match loan volumes, improve quality to mitigate repurchase risk, and boost liquidity. Candor. Can do. It's 421, or as I like to call it, surprise drug test day. A new housing report by the National Association of Realtors reveals middle-income homeowners accumulated $122,100 in wealth as their homes appreciated by 68% in the last 10 years. 10 years is a long time to make $122,000, but it's a move in the right direction and a selling point for loan officers working with renters. Black Knight's first look at March mortgage performance was released this week, presenting a very good picture about residential loans and providing more comfort for investors buying mortgages. U.S. mortgage delinquency hit a record low at 2.92% last month, with overall delinquencies dropping more than 50 basis points, or down 15%, from February. While delinquency rates almost always fall in March as borrowers utilize tax refunds and other seasonal revenues to pay down past-due debt, the drop marked the second-largest decline in the past 17 years. Serious delinquencies, those 90 or more days past due, showed market improvement falling by 51,000 to their lowest level since March 2020, with volume shrinking in every state. Most loans still have solid equity cushions, and both foreclosure starts, which were up 9%, and sales, which were up 4.6%, rose in the month, but still remain well below pre-pandemic volumes at the national level. The number of borrowers in active foreclosure held steady in the month, up 31,000, or 12%, from before the pandemic, and finally, prepayments increased from February, but remain low by historical standards. We've seen changing expectations for the Fed funds path over the past couple of weeks. Despite the good CPI numbers, with the 25 basis point hike in May baked in, pricing in futures markets implies nearly a 90% probability, the question has now become how long the Fed will have the fortitude to keep rates elevated. Atlanta Fed President Bostic said this week that the FOMC will probably hike another 25 basis points, so then pause to, quote, see how our policy is flowing through the economy and to understand the extent to which inflation is returning back to our target, end quote. Once the Fed gets to its terminal target range, it shouldn't have to do much except monitor the economy for the rest of this year and into 2024. Accordingly, Fed funds have essentially erased any thought of a 2023 rate cut. The Federal Reserve's job has gotten a lot tougher of late, with the fight against inflation now bumping up against fears of exacerbating fallout from recent bank failures. That was evident in the central bank's change of tone at its last meeting. The Fed said it was committed to price stability, but conceded that it can't be certain of the economic outlook or the flow of credit. Regional bank quarterly earnings this week revealed no major surprises or hints at which other financial institutions could be in trouble. Now what about price stability? We're seeing disinflation begin to creep into the economy, evidenced by those latest CPI figures, but it's slow going. Wage growth is still elevated due to high numbers of openings, but job growth is beginning to slow. A narrower set of industries are still hiring, 
and the unemployment rate is beginning to rise. It remains unclear how much, if at all, the recent banking turmoil and tighter credit conditions have affected the housing market. Mortgage rates did decline because of the bank failures, spurring some additional single-family demand. However, tighter credit conditions are resulting in home builders having a harder time financing new projects, and there's been no dent made in the shortage of single-family homes over the past three years. We learned this week that existing home sales, highly sensitive to mortgage rates, fell 2.4% in March to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 4.44 million, and were down 22% year over year, according to the National Association of Realtors. The inventory of existing homes for sale remains extremely tight, due in part to the strengths of the labor market and ability to work remotely, and higher mortgage rates that are quashing existing homeowners' interest in moving. If banks aren't buying MBS, what will happen to price and rates? The market shrugged off manageably-sized FDIC sales yesterday, at least for agency MBS, while the Treasury yield curve steepened on weaker data. Fortunately, the large FDIC liquidation sales have not had a material effect on the broader sector. A significant portion of MBS pool sales from the SVB and Signature Bank portfolios, which began via BlackRock on Monday, were in the lower coupons, aka UMBS, 2 and 2.5%, and those coupons ended up trading more than a half point lower in the TBA market this week. Increasing the supply of MBS hitting the market won't help the price, especially with banks pulling back from buying a lot of mortgages and, and should keep mortgage rates high on a relative basis until the sales are digested by whatever buyers are out there. Today's economic calendar has no scheduled news that will move rates, while the lone Fed speaker sees Governor Cook taking the stage. We begin the day with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged from Thursday, and the 10-year yielding 3.53 after closing yesterday at 3.55%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Father O'Malley answers the phone. Hello, this is Father O'Malley. This is the IRS. Can you help us? Sure, I can. Do you know a Ted Houlihan? I do. Is he a member of your congregation? He is. Did he donate $10,000 to the church? He will. <laughs> Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Candor. Candor's patented automated underwriting decision engine, Cognitech, is a state-of-the-art 100% machine platform that can handle infinite loan scenarios. The portability allows clients to plug in the technology wherever an underwrite happens during the loan life cycle, from point of sale to servicing. Clients can instantly scale to match loan volumes, improve quality to mitigate repurchase risk, and boost liquidity. Candor. Can do. About the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.